Welcome to Integrative Conversations, hosted by the Academy of Integrative Mental Health. The Academy expands knowledge to professionals in the mental health community and beyond using a conscious, experiential, and evidence-based format. Our mission is to deliver comprehensive health and wellness to all by empowering personal and professional growth and confidence. To learn more, visit us at www.academyimh.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, Juniper Owens here, director of the Academy and your host for today's conversation. Today, I spoke with Robin Alexevich, a registered nurse and biofeedback practitioner. Robin shares with us about what biofeedback is and how the body reacts and responds to stress and how biofeedback can help balance biological systems and moods. But first, I want to acknowledge and honor the stress and emotional fatigue that many mental health professionals and helping professionals might be experiencing right now. In my personal experience as a clinical social worker, I feel just increasingly tired, worn out, sad, apathetic. We are holding space for our clients who are experiencing fear, stress, and grief to name a few. During this global pandemic and civil rights movement around systemic racism and police brutality, and this is on top of everything else in their personal lives and background. And while simultaneously holding that space, we are also processing our personal experience with the state of the world. Many of us are utilizing telehealth or are providing direct services with the added risk of COVID just adds additional stress to our working lives. Not to mention folks who might be assisting kiddos with online school or caring for sick family members. Needless to say, caring for ourselves is even more important now than ever. We have created a free self-care crash course for mental health professionals. The course includes a media-rich ebook discussing an area of self-care each day, such as nature is nurture, movement, mindfulness practices, and in addition to the ebook, there's also a guided practice for each session. This way, you can not only learn a bit about integrative self-care methods, but you can also practice yourself. And in this way, you're carving some time out of your day for your own self-care. Once you register for the free course, you will receive access to a section each day for five days. We even included a bonus self-compassion guided practice on the sixth day. You will have access to all the guided practices for as long as you want. To register for the free self-care crash course for mental health professionals, please visit our website, www.academyimh.com, and click the tab Education, and then Webinars and Courses. We would also love to hear your feedback. Hit us up. And now, on to the conversation with Robin Alexevich and Biofeedback.
Robin Alexevich has been a registered nurse for over 33 years, receiving her bachelor's degrees in nursing, psychology, and English from the University of South Dakota. Working as a nurse in cardiac, behavioral, and school nursing, she has seen the impact stress plays on our body, mind, and health. Robin is a certified biofeedback specialist. She uses biofeedback to help her clients to connect with their body, to reduce pain, manage stress, headaches, and so much more that we're gonna talk about today. She's also a Reiki master and loves the benefits of essential oils. She's currently practicing at Meridian Integrative Wellness in Louisville, Kentucky, USA. Welcome, Robin, to Integrative Conversations. We're so glad you're joining us today. Thank you, Juniper, for having me. I'm thrilled to be able to talk about biofeedback and the great benefits that it can have on reducing stress in the body. Yes, and I'm really excited about hearing about it. I've been knowing about biofeedback uh, professionally and personally for many years, but it still remains somewhat of a mystery or an enigma of exactly what is going on. So let's kind of get into that right now. What happens during, uh, or what is biofeedback in a nutshell? Well, biofeedback in a nutshell, it looks at where we hold stress in our body. And then what it does is it starts to look at energetically and through frequencies, how we can relieve stress where we hold it in the body. Mm-hmm. And it does that, like you said, through stress reduction, pain management, muscle re-education. And one of the, um, about 33 years ago when I lived in California, biofeedback was huge then. And and as people now um, in it throughout the United States are looking at um, combining Western and Eastern medication um, medicine and looking at what happens to our body physically and how stress can lead to a disease process. Because one of the things that we know is that 70 to 80% of disease in the body is caused from stress. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on later on and what stress does to our body. But that Throughout my years of nursing, when I worked on cardiac and and as I was a school nurse and worked in behavioral health, the common theme was always people had these underlying stress. And if they could learn to deal with the stress, stop holding it in the body where they hold it, could it stop the disease process? Well, now we have studies that are showing that. We have... um, different doctors that were Western medicine are looking at Eastern medicine. And one of the things that you and I have kind of talked before that we both have a love for Dr. Gaber Mati, and he is um, a, a medical doctor. He was an internal internist and he worked in a family practice for 20 years. And then what happened is he went on and started to work in palliative care. Well, he kept seeing these common links that people would go to the doctor. They would say, I don't feel good. I have a pain here. I have stomach issues. And the doctors were writing prescriptions and wanting to help them, but they were never really looking at what was the underlying issue. Was it where they were holding stress? What was going on in your family life? What was going on? You know, um, did you have an old trauma that you had not dealt with? Are you dealing with anger? And I love that he is bringing that out from a a medical Western medicine side. And that's what I love uh, about biofeedback is it allows us to go in and really look at what's going on in the body, Where are you holding the stress? And then it's a ripple effect. We can start to work on body systems um, 
that have energy and that we have nerve pathways and we can start to look at balancing the body. And when we do that, guess what? People feel better. They can start to make changes in their life. Now, I can't say from a biofeedback standpoint that you're going to come to biofeedback and we're going to heal your body. That would be a wrong statement. But what we can do is we can balance your body so you feel better and you can start to make changes that are going to be life changes forever in your life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And so I love that. And that biofeedback allows us to do that. So what, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I really like how you started with uh, talking about how stress in the body can lead to disease or as I've seen it written dis-ease. I love dis-ease. <laughs> right. Because that's talking about stress and we know about chronic stress uh, and trauma and the links to all of the chronic illnesses and other issues. So I'm curious, um, how does biofeedback do that? So what happens in a biofeedback session is I hook you up to a strap on your head, your wrists and your ankles. And then what happens is my, the biofeedback technology calibrates with your body system and then it runs a test of 12 thousand energy vectors within your body. So it's able to see where are you holding it. It does it based on frequencies. And what it does is as it runs this report, it will tell me the top major stressors and where it's being held in your body. For example, I'm, I'm working with a woman now and her main stressor always comes up adrenal. And for, for a lot of us, we see a lot of adrenal fatigue and, um, if we continue with a, a adrenal fatigue and our body holds onto that and we can't release it and we stay in a flight or fight response all the time, it wreaks havoc on so many body systems. So if I can go in and I can work with her and first make her aware, I your number one stressor is that you're holding um adrenal fatigue, which most people are not surprised by that. But we can talk about how are you dealing with that? What are you doing meditation? And we do work on some meditation while they're in biofeedback too. Because we also, um, as, as I run the biofeedback test, it gives me certain parameters too. It'll tell me um, what your oxygenation is. And most people have low oxygenation because the more stressed we get, we start to shallow breathe. And then as we shallow breathe, the first thing that happens is the oxygen leaves from our brain. We can't think clearly. And guess what? We feel more anxious. The other thing it looks at is hydration. If we're not drinking enough water, our cells in our body cannot work and function electrically the way they're supposed to. Um, it also looks at our amperage of our adrenal glands and 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 the stress that's on them. It also looks at our brain and the electrical electrical activity that is in our brain. So we find a lot of times that people that are really depressed and stressed have low electrical activity in their brain. And sometimes people that have a lot of focus issues, a lot of attention issues, have real high um, major resonance frequency in their brains. So we, if we start to balance those, guess what? People feel great. They can start to make those changes and they can work on 
their depression. They could work with their other therapist on, you know, emotions that are coming up because what happens is we start to mask issues that are in our life. And then it might be, I have a pain in my shoulder. It might be that I have a lot of stomach issues. It might be, I have a lot of chronic headaches. So if we can start that process with them, they can feel better to, to, to move on to different areas in their life. And they can be heard too. Oftentimes we don't think about that someone is, is holding that in and that it might be related to emotional or family stress, you know, and then as a doctor, we're going to say, well, we want to help them. So I'm going to give you a prescription for medication. And we we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about gut health in a little bit. And then we find that that messes with our absorption rate too, and causes more neurotransmitter issues. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit um, about that in a little bit also. But one of the things that we know that with biofeedback, we want to work with our energy field to restore the flow of energy in the body so that people feel better. And that um, the biofeedback can analyze, like I told you, the um, 12,000 energy signals that our body does. And it also allows me to go in and kind of look at different layers in our body too. So um, we can do that by relaxing with the biofeedback as we go through layers with relaxing our sympathetic our parasympathetic and our, our vagus nerve. And as we look at stress, we all know, and we've heard that our sympathetic nervous system kicks in right when we are in fight or flight. So we know that I'm out on a walk, a dog attacks me, I go into fight or flight, right? My body is releasing adrenaline and then it releases cortisol and then I have a reaction and then the dog leaves and I can go back to normal. I can go back to a relaxed state, which is where our parasympathetic comes in and says, we can relax now, everything is calmed down. Well, what we're finding is because our world now has become so overcharged, people have so many expectations, so much more stress that our adrenals never relax. And when our adrenals never relax, we stay in that fight or flight mode all the time. Our body is excreting epinephrine and norepinephrine, and then our body starts to excrete cortisol to help calm it down. Well, then that causes increased insulin. Sometimes increased cortisol can cause asthma. Sometimes increased cortisol can cause people to be overweight. They can become fatigued. Then that leads to chronic fatigue because guess what happens when our parasympathetic system has to stay all the time telling our sympathetic to calm down? the first place it affects is our GI system, right? So now we're having issues with our gut health, our stomach's upset. And when our stomach's upset, we don't have good peristalsis because that's slowed down because we're in adrenal fatigue. So we have this whole um, overall stressors on our body. And our body is an amazing, magical thing that it can self-correct but when it's put in ongoing stressful situations, it just gets tired and it isn't able to. And that's where I fell in love with biofeedback because what a great way that I can go in, I can work with someone for about an hour and 15 minutes. We can kind of help their body to relax, become balanced. And guess what? They start to feel better. So they can start to work on things, make choices. It can relieve pain where I'm holding it. And 
then we can decrease medications. We can work with our therapist on other issues that are coming up and it's, it frees us. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about too is our vagus nerve. We know that our vagus nerve talks with our gut. And it used to think that we thought the brain talked with the vagus nerve and that was the correlation. Well, now we know that based on the neurotransmitters in our gut, that it affects our vagus nerve. And we also know that as we go into 5G and we go into all of the electrical stimulation that our bodies really didn't have in the love of our cell phones, computer, we're all doing telework from home, our vagus nerve is even impacted by that and is more tired. So what happens then, we have like this triple whammy now. We have the parasympathetic, the sympathetic and our vagus. So one of the things that I can do with biofeedback as we start that ripple effect of energetically working on frequencies in the body to stimulate balance I can see people laying on the table and as I work on their sympathetic, parasympathetic in Vegas and they just go, and it's like an almost immediate release that they feel better and they can leave feeling better, which I love that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I'm hearing, so there's, you really, I'm going to unpack just a few things because I think you just painted a beautiful picture of how all the systems are interconnected and not just within our body systems, but also externally with environmental systems, such as all the things you mentioned with the um, stressors, electrical impulses. Um, So we see how it's all connected. And what I'm, what what just made clear to me is that literally biofeedback is you're seeing real time feedback of what's happening in your body based on what system is engaged the parasympathetic or the sympathetic is that what i was hearing with yeah and it looks at those stressors that we have in our body and the other thing that it will do is it shows me what emotions are high in a person and and i um i i'm gonna go ahead and say it when um um dr Mati says that when he was working in palliative care and he researched a lot of studies that women that were coming that had breast cancer, all of them had the same story, that they weren't able to express their feelings. They all had like some hidden anger underneath that. And then it manifested in their body as breast cancer. Now, I hate to say that because I don't want to lump all women in that because sometimes it could be hereditary. Sometimes it could be toxins. Sometimes it could be um, a deodorant we were using. Then that precipitated it and the stress caused it to grow. But he saw a great correlation with how we deal with our emotions. So if I'm working with someone and I can say, you know what, your adrenals are really so fatigued and we're going to work on that today. And this emotion is coming up for you that you have a lot of anger. How does that resonate with you? And they, they, I'll have, sometimes it'll be a huge energy release because maybe that's something they haven't been able to share. Maybe it's something that they mask as they hold things in. So they're able to kind of let that go. And we can also then work on um, their gut and balancing their neurotransmitters too, which I love that there is a gut um, flora balance that I can do on the biofeedback also. Yes. And, and before we kind of get into, cause that's something I would like to spend a little time on. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because I understand the assessment and the feedback. So I'm curious of while you're in session in a file feedback session, 
Um, how are you accessing the vagal nerve response and the parasympathetic nervous system, essentially allowing the client to have that rest and digest period? What techniques do you use? Is it the the machine or is it something you're doing? It is the machine, the biofeedback technology. Remember, they're strapped with sensors on their wrist, their forehead, and their ankles. And what happens is I can go in and there are so many different programs within the biofeedback machine. So I look at what are their main stressors. If their main stressor I know is adrenal, adrenal fatigue, I know that I need to go work on that sympathetic, parasympathetic, and their vagus nerve. I find most people, it's all related to stress. So that's a program I always use. So what happens then is every system in our body is a different frequency. Just like our whole body is a frequency, our whole body is made up of different cells. There have been tests that show our heart is a different frequency, um, different systems are different frequencies. So throughout the technology of biofeedback, it goes through and then it does a rippling effect, effect by sending impulses to the sympathetic nervous system. And then it waits until I... I continue with that program until I get a rectification of 100. I know that it's done all that it can for that system at this time. And then I can look at other systems. And I always do a, a, gut, a gut balance flora also, because most people, guess what, have stomach issues, you know, and we, we have issues with absorption. Yes. And, and I appreciate you clarifying that because I was just wondering what was happening. And so now that makes a lot of sense, what a session looks like and how that technology and how it works. So when you're talking about the, the gut health um, connection, uh, we've been hearing a lot about the gut as the second brain and just how much of a role it plays in mental health. Absolutely. You said that it affects our neurotransmitters, excuse me, emotional processes and stress management. Can you kind of go into that? Absolutely. I love gut health. And um, we know that, I, and I'm going to say this too, Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut. So we are really coming back to what, what we've known for ages, right? So I love that aspect of it. So what studies that they're finding now is that we can trace 90% of a disease process back to our gut microbiome. That's pretty amazing. And what happens is, is that um, there's lots of research now looking at our gut microbiome. What bacteria do we have in our gut? Do we have fungus in our gut? Do we have parasites in our gut? Do we have healthier bad bacteria? And we know that our microbiome comes at birth. We know that it um, is developed by about the two years of age. So if we have a child that is sick a lot and then they go to the doctor and the doctor gives them a lot of antibiotics, then we know that that changes the whole gut microbiome for children. And then they are playing catch up. And we do know that as we're, we're put on antibiotics, whether it's in our food, in our milk, in our meats, if we have toxins, if we're exposed to pesticides or, um, genetically modified foods, all of that was not meant to be in our gut, or we're taking a lot of medications. And a lot of medication studies show anything with AIDS on the back of it, AIDS, like um, um, pain relievers, those can 
stop our gut flow, right? Stop the peristalsis and it can cause openings in our gut lining. And that's where I think if you've ever heard of um, leaky gut, that's where that comes in. So our intestinal tract was supposed to be a closed unit from our mouth to our anus, right? And there, was, there was never supposed to be any openings. Well, as we start to add all of these toxins into our body, what happens is our intestinal tract separates and then we have leakage out into our body of of like wheat is into our body or serotonin can be leaked out neurotransmitters that are supposed to be in a closed unit and there have been some um really active studies about children that have autism and children that have autism have gut serotonin in their blood system so what they found is that you start to seal the gut and prevent the leakage and what happens is those children with autism get better they start to become more verbal and we know that if we have leakage outside of our gut it causes a lot more inflammation in our body so if we can seal the seal the um junctures right that have leak and then our villi which absorb the nutrients if those can absorb the nutrients they can make the neurotransmitters and then the neurotransmitters help with our emotions and we we did not we used to think that serotonin and dopamine were made in our brain we now know that the majority of that is made in our gut i love that so if i have villi and i haven't taken care of my gut and i'm eating a bunch of i hate to say it, people processed foods plastic crap we're heating things up and all of that is adding toxins to our body all of that adds stress to our body and it's hard for our body to get balanced, right? So if we can go in and we can heal our gut and biofeedback has a way that it goes in and it um, will through the, through the effect of, of the ripple effect and energetically it can go in and with frequency start healing the gut, start getting rid of candida and fungus and yeast and in that and excreting it we're going to start to feel better and then we're going to eat healthier foods. We're going to start taking probiotics and you know what? We're going to be able to absorb um, the nutrients that make dopamine and serotonin, right? We know that they're made though there. And then that's going to travel to our second brain, which is our vagus nerve. We know that now, right? And it's going to say, we feel so much better because our body's working better. Our cells have the nutrients that they need. And I wanted to say, um, it's, uh, um, you know, everything works together. Like we know acetylcholine and GABA are not made in the gut, but we know the nutrients that are needed to make those, to make their neurotrans, those neurotransmitters are nutrients that are absorbed in the gut. So it's this whole system effect, right? And if it's not working, and one part is shut down, it affects the other parts. So therefore, our body is imbalanced, which leads back to the awesomeness of biofeedback, right? It goes in and it can balance our body. And I often want to find a short um, a short write-up about how biofeedback works. And you know what I always find? We don't really know all of the um, technology behind biofeedback. And I think it would take someone that's a huge physics program writer, which would, which, and there are some books on it, but it's highly technical. I do know that the results work and we see wonderful positive effects on people from using it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And what I heard you saying that seems significant to me is that um, there's two things happening. One is the stress and Absolutely. two is the toxin. So even if you were working on reducing your amount of toxins through diet or other um, herbs or something like that, if the stress is still present or if you still have that chronic stress reaction, it still could potentially be leaking out anyway. So is that what, so like this one, it seems like you're addressing the stress and when it affects the gut, which will help make the other changes in the diet or what have you more. Absolutely. Is that what I heard? Yes. Because if you, if, if I spend time and I balance your gut and we calm your parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system, your adrenals are starting to feel good. If you don't make life daily changes, it's not going to help. You know, I mean, it's going to help for a short amount of time and then it will continue back. And one of the things that I see here is a, a great example. I worked with a woman who had a lot of adrenal fatigue, a lot of body aches. We started to work on her gut, work on, on, on boosting her adrenals. And toxins kept coming up. And one of them was like a, a chlorine. And I was like, well, where on earth are you getting chlorine? What are you? So she was a huge Clorox user, loved it, washed her sheets in Clorox. And, you know, the minute she start, became aware of that, she could remove that. And then those numbers went down. So one of the things that's nice is one of the tests that will run are what toxins are high in our body. And sometimes it'll be radiation. Sometimes it will be from too much technology stuff that we're using. So it will then run a program to help kind of remove that from our body too. So it, it is fascinating how our body, and our body is energy, right? Our cells are energy. We know that back from, you know, biology years ago with an atom, a neutron, an electron, right? It, but what we're finding now, even through different modalities, like with Reiki, with yoga, you know, all of those um all of those therapies allow us to open up energetically and allow movement flow through our body. And that's essentially what biofeedback is doing at a much more sophisticated level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really starting to understand that um, you're measuring the, what, this is what my mind that's not a medical or as scientific as far as technology and like physics right. is concerned, but I'm hearing that, because each thing has a different fre electrical frequency, which makes sense. I mean, that's been measured. You've seen it. Exactly. Every color has a different frequency. So it's right. able to determine the frequency of chlorine is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. So if that was high in your body, and the other thing that it's able to do is look at if we have a certain bacteria in our body or certain viruses in our body, and then we can look at through different frequencies, helping those to be reshaped so our body can excrete them. Because a lot of times we're, and you know, a doctor will do that too by doing a blood test, right? But I want to, I want to be clear too that remember we're not I can't say that we're healing the body and it's not going to, but what I can say is it shows me stressors that are currently going on in the body and I can work on those stressors when we're at a biofeedback session. And oftentimes people need, um, I would love to say you come to the first biofeedback session and you're leaving going, I am changed and I am 
I can save the world. I don't think that, but I do think you will leave the session saying, you know what, I feel better. But it will take usually about four to five sessions for people to really feel better, but it can open up for them. Um, For example, if I am so depressed and so fatigued that I can't even go on a walk, and you can come from a biofeedback session and say, you know what? I feel much better today. My pain in my shoulder's gone. I think I'm going to go on a walk today. And you know what? I feel a little happier today. That is amazing. Some people um, respond quicker. Some do not. And I also I feel that some of that is how many barriers do we have up within ourselves that we when we deal with things and the more barriers we have, just like if you're, you're working with someone with talk therapy, the more barriers people have up, the harder it is to kind of break through that for their bodies to start to feel better. Similar with biofeedback, but we can see the difference. And it's amazing to, to see it right there on the screen with me to see how people feel. And then I can measure their, you know, hydration, their oxygenation, their adrenal gland and how their brain functions as they come for different sessions. So we can see improvement in those, which that's a great way for us to measure um, when, when they come every week. Mm-hmm, yeah, measuring progress. And as yeah. you're speaking, you know, part of being an integrative mental health practitioner is that we understand how important it is to collaborate with other practitioners. Because as you mentioned, this system is so complex with the connections that mm-hmm. obviously talk therapy and medication management, which is the you know gold standard, I would say more traditional mental health treatments, they're not working because right. you see the number of people diagnosed with anxiety and depression skyrocketing. Absolutely. And so what we really try to work on and teach clinicians that are wanting to practice integrative is that you really need to refer your clients out to lots of different, um, whatever they can access or want to do, of course. Mm -hmm. So if I was to refer a client to biofeedback, um, what kind of things would I be looking for um, as far as like what kind of uh, client would be a good candidate? And then also I'm really curious of how the combination of talk therapy and biofeedback could be um, beneficial for the client. You've mentioned some of it before. So mm-hmm. as a referring clinician, those are some of the things I'd want to be looking out for. Do you mind right. sharing? A no, no not at all. So if, if you have someone that feels stuck, Maybe they're, you know, it's always the same complaints. Physically, I can't, you know, woe is me, not woe. Well, maybe they have a lot of body pain. Maybe they're, they're angry, but they don't have a, um, an awareness of that, right? Maybe their anxiety is so high that they can't function and the doctor's giving them medication and that still is not happening. They're getting worse that would be a great candidate to come candidate to come and see me as a client. And then we can start to work on their balancing. We can start to work on that ripple effect where they start to feel better. They can get better absorption um, in their gut and they can um, get all their body systems working together. Then they can possibly have a breakthrough within their therapies. And there is a program 
in here that shows neurotransmitters and what are what are in a chronic and acute phase in neuro in their neurotransmitters, and I can help to balance that out for them also, and kind of help um, with neurotransmitters. That oftentimes we know that. Um, that acetylcholine can be um, hard for people with memory issues and that GABA, it tends to be low in kids that have ADHD. If I can help to balance those, we can see some better progress when other modalities are not working. And interestingly enough, I have um, lately seen a lot of women that are very much energetically um, based and they really want to hit just the next level of knowing where they are energetically and that biofeedback seems to work well for them. So it's really kind of fun. I'm seeing the two spectrums, right? People that have a lot of um, medical issues and have no insight, it opens them up for awareness and other women that really want to hit that next level of awareness, right? So it, it can work for a um, number, numerous clients. That's what it sounds like. And, and we do see that quite often where sometimes it's almost as if the head has been chopped off the body <laughs> and it's like there's zero awareness. And I've been there, so I understand, but like, just cause I'm very, I love very intellectual. I love being in my head. So I understand. <laughs> and it definitely sounds like um, almost like a bridge to working with the body that is accessible, that feels mm-hmm. safe for clients. Cause that, that is a concern, you know, with various levels of trauma and I really Absolutely. Think it sounds like a safe um, supplement or adjunctive, adjunctive modality. For talk therapy. Absolutely. And as the inner, you know, we also know that we hold things in our body where we have stressors. For example, I recently just had a friend who had a lot of heart issues and she went in, got totally checked out. Of course, it was all related to stress. That would be a great candidate because verbally, she doesn't really want to talk about what's going on with her. But, and, but I can go in with the biofeedback and help her to work through some of that so that she can open up and now go to see a talk therapist and work through that. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I think that makes a lot of sense. And let me ask you this. So through the years, um, I don't know if we've talked about this, but uh, my background in holistic um, health was I was a massage therapist and did a lot of um treatment, body, mind treatments in that form. Um, and also, um, was a personal trainer and we, there's something that was discussed, a heart rate variability. And I'm curious, is there a connection, um, between biofeedback and heart rate variability? Because I went to a training once where they kind of, uh, so basically it was for couples therapy and they suggested wearing a heart rate monitor. And when the heart rate went up to a specific level, we were supposed to take a break, come back down and then continue the conversation because we were in a different mode. So like, I'm curious, is that the same, similar to biofeedback? Absolutely. I'm glad you, you said that. So heart rate variability is a form of biofeedback. And that is actually a form that the Mayo Clinic uses. The Mayo Clinic recognizes that they have high levels of stress in people and how can they reduce it. So they use biofeedback and they use heart rate variability also. So what heart rate variability does is it allows you to see as things go up in a a stressful situation, then you need to 
like you said, remove yourself from that or work on deep breathing, visualization, so that you can learn to work through the trauma. And some therapists will do that through EMDR, right? Through tapping, through meditation. So that ab- absolutely is a great way of, of doing that. And my biofeedback machine has a component of heart rate variability also. I wanted to, um, was when we were talking about that with the Mayo Clinic, um, but, but the Mayo Clinic um, recognizes the biofeedback and long-term, um, the long-term effects of stress response on the body system and overexposure of cortisol and stress hormones, right? And what they talk about on the um, Mayo Clinic site is that all of that increased in cortisol and stress And epinephrine can lead to anxiety, depression, digestive problems, headaches, heart disease, sleep problems, weight gain, memory and concentration. So all of that is what we're talking about. And I love that um, well-known, respectable hospitals like Mayo Clinic are using that. They understand the importance of looking at stress in our body and how can we work it decreasing that stress. Yeah, that is awesome because definitely Mayo Clinic is um, high quality, gold standard, lots of research, lots of client results, and they use um, biofeedback as part of their um, treatment modality or protocol. Yes, they do. Especially dealing people for people with their stress. They also use um, the Mayo Clinic also uses biofeedback for recovery of um, cancer patients going through chemo. One of the things, and we didn't talk about it earlier, is we do know that the more stress that we are under, the more our immune system is decreased. Right? It can't fight anything. So now you have people that. Um, I went through chemo. They also have a lot of stress in their body. So they're like a double whammy. One of the things as we go in and we work on different body systems, we work on gut health that naturally raises your immune system. So you can fight off things, fight off viruses, fight off bacterias that, that are out there and feel better. So it's great for recovery of people that have um, also have had a surgery. A lot of hospitals are using biofeedback for quicker recovery after surgeries also. Um, We have an orthopedist that I work with and he loves biofeedback for after a hip replacement, it speeds up recovery. Um, help stimulate healing in the cells quicker so people are up quicker. There's lots of different um, facets that it can be used for. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, are you aware of insurance covering this practice or service? Do you know what? Because medical device, you can use insurance... The practice that I'm at, Meridian Integrative, we do not use insurance. We just do private pay. I That probably is something at some point I need to look into because I know at Mayo Clinic and when you go into a hospital setting, that's exactly what they're using. They're using um, reimbursement. So that I'm glad we brought that up. That is probably something I need to look at. It Honestly, it's just easier to have people pay than it is to 
submit to insurance companies, but it is an FDA approved medical device. So that might also ease apprehension for people that are not familiar with biofeedback. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Cause I know that sometimes it's state dependent. So for example, even with massage therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, states accept it, others don't. Um, so yeah, okay, that's helpful. And yeah. kind of in speaking of um, accessibility, I'm curious, so we have listeners, um, mental health practitioners that might be practicing in an area where there might not be a biofeedback um, practitioner or service available. And I'm curious for anyone that's interested that either A, doesn't have access immediately or maybe can't afford it. Is there anything that you can do that is in the spirit of biofeedback to help balance your body uh, without being hooked up to the device? Well, it goes back to we what we were talking about was, you know, yoga can be beneficial. Deep meditation is better, beneficial. Breathing as we, as we breathe and re- bring oxygen back into our brain. I love Donna Eden's work. Do you follow her at all? Um, She wrote the book, Energy Medicine, and she has a lot of great techniques. One of the things that she talks about is, as we are stressed, all of the oxygen goes from our brain. And that's why a lot of times we can't think. We're, um, uh, you know, and everything kind of shuts down. One One technique she uses is this. She puts one hand on her forehead, one hand on the back, and by just doing that for a couple minutes, brings all of the oxygenated blood back into our brain and we feel better. And you might see like some days if if you're stressed, you might just be like this, holding your hand on your head, like, oh my gosh, we, we intuitively know that that is a way to bring oxygen back into our brain. Is that crazy? So it's a wonderful technique, right? Um, That's what I would encourage people to do is to really look at deep, um, deep breathing, look at, look at stress reduction techniques. And Donna Eden has a 12 minute energy routine, which is wonderful. Now biofeedback can be done virtually. And it is about, I, I, it's not as effective and really with COVID happening, I have been doing more virtual and lots of, um, biofeedback practitioners have where we're really just boosting the immune system. And um, it, it works, like I would say, probably 7 to 80% effective. So if they had somebody and they really wanted me to work with them, they could talk with me. Um, the other thing that we did not talk about that is fascinating is it works great on animals. And I live right next to a horse farm and I have done some work with horses. And what is amazing with this is you can instantly see the effects on their body. So for example, if you know anything about horses is when they are relaxed, they yawn a lot. They stick their tongue out a lot, their nasal flares, right? So when I would be doing biofeedback on this horse, it was having some difficulty walking and it was an older horse. So I really just worked on his spine and pain management. And I would work on, you know, a certain like maybe his thoracic area and, and only for maybe 60 seconds. And he would um, 
open his mouth and he'd yawn and stick his tongue out. And it was amazing the instant effects that horses had from biofeedback. And what's what's fun about that is, and you may or may not know this, the reason people work so well with horses is because horses have such a high energetic level that when we're around them, we have a sense of calmness with them. That's why they're so therapeutically healing, which is why they react so much quicker to biofeedback. It was fascinating to see that and work with with an animal and and reaffirming how quickly you can see results you know we as as humans are much more complicated with our emotions right we hold things in more as to where a horse has an innocence about them you know they're not holding things and so it was just an amazing experience to see the benefits of that from a horse's standpoint an animal standpoint that is so cool. <laughs> was cool. I mean, I love that. When I was being trained in cranial sacral therapy, uh-huh. they um, did a lot of work, do a lot of work with dolphins that actually do the cranial sacral therapy on people. Uh-huh. And it's like blows the sonars. It just blows my mind. So, and I hear in the state of Kentucky, I feel like I should probably know more about horses, but I'm, I, I live in such an urban area. I would love to be around them more. You absolutely should. I mean, and there's so many healing modalities that people are using horses with because of that high energy frequency that that we have. Um, another thing I wanted to share with you that I think is fun, and I don't know if you've ever done that experiment about seeing energy in our body, because I, I feel like as a holistic thinking person with my Western and Eastern now medicine, I get the connection of both. And I do think sometimes people are skeptical. They're like, what's the whole energy thing, right? And that's okay. We're all on different journeys. But a really fun uh, example of that would be if you rub your hands together, right? We're creating energy. And then as you pull your your hands apart and you make a ball and keep it, you can start to feel the energy. That is amazing to me, right? And that's how we have energy all around us. Our body is one huge energy ball, isn't that? So that is a great way to explain it to people that maybe don't understand it. But the sophistication of the biofeedback machine is awesome because it allows you to really look at all the different body systems and where is that stress being held. Yeah, it's almost like providing um, a, a, a visual and a scientific explanation or way to see something that cannot be seen, in, in uh, which is energy. It cannot be seen. So it's. I think it's really neat. And I've had biofeedback before, and I was just, I was a little skeptical. And, and in being in the holistic health industry since I was 19 years old, yeah, um, I was always really skeptical of Reiki and different things like that because I, I do have a science background. And I'm telling you that I quit being skeptical because I kept seeing it over and over, even when I tried not to. I, it kept happening. And I'm thinking I need to open my mind and um, and body to, to re- being receptive. And so I think that this is a really neat practice because you are a nurse, you're a medical professional, and you've seen all this stuff, and it sounds like it's really um, propelled you to doing work that maybe when you went to school originally, uh, you weren't 
aware of or thinking you'd go there. Is that true? Absolutely. It really is funny, the journey that your life goes on, right? So I've working with heart patients, behavioral patients. I've worked with stroke patients. And then I worked as a um, school nurse for several years and then decided, you know what, this is what I want to do. And I went back in to get my biofeedback um, certification. And I love it because what a great way to, to have a life-changing effect on people that at a, at a cellular level even, right, that they might not be aware of and that maybe they've been frustrated because they're not getting relief from their doctor. Their doctors aren't listening to them. Um, their doctors are busy. We have so much more stress. So if I can work with them and teach them how to have a healthier, stress-free life so they're living the best life that they can, that is such a gift. And it also sounds like we want to be um, – healers and no matter what discipline you are in in the integrative field um, my sense is that you you join it you you enter into that because you want to be a healer and so when, I think you maybe noticed as I did working with traditional methods that I wasn't it wasn't effective I wasn't helping people as much and I was not and so it sounds like you found this practice that you can really see it and oh my gosh it really to me you know sometimes you just want to go I'm living my best life you know and I feel like I as I moved on in my life I love the opportunity to be able to do this and I love being in in a practice at Meridian Integrative where we I can work on that aspect you know Jessica can work on on food and holistic nutrition and we have talk therapists so we and just like we're doing this that you know, it, it's not just one person that can make a difference. It's it's so many different people helping a person to be their best version of themselves. So I'm that piece of it that I love that I can help people do that. Oh, it's brilliant. I think that's <laughs> a really great way to kind of start to wind down this conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. and in that, um, at the Academy, we really... Uh, it's really important to us to emphasize personal and professional development because Absolutely. as you know, like we might be under stress. And when we're, when we're in these positions of hearing people talk about trauma and also experiencing our own stress, it's super important to tend to our own bodies and minds and also um, uh, un maybe be, experienced and practiced the modalities that we're using. So that being said, I always invite my guests, if you choose or if you have something to share today, to maybe offer a brief, like five minutes or less, uh, practice that you can guide us through right now. So um, no matter how busy the day is, that right now we can get uh, a little bit of stress relief. Do you have a practice to share with us? Do you know what I, I, I like meditation, right? And I'll do a lot of time use like just the Five, the five um, second meditation. But you know what I've been, do you like that one where you breathe in, you put yourself in a state of calmness, be aware of just your natural breath, breathing as you normally do, in and out, being aware of your breath, not doing anything to change it. Now, I want you to be aware of your breath and breathe in for five seconds. Pause for five seconds. 
and breathe out for five seconds. Now in your mind, think of a worry, something that's been troubling you. And as you breathe in for your five seconds, think of that worry. Pause for five seconds. And as you breathe out, let go of that worry, letting it be released from your body. And that's one of the techniques I do with clients. So as they're in their mainstream life and they're stressed out, it's a quick way to bring oxygenation back in. I, I'm also a big um, person with affirmations. Do you like affirmations? And I love Louise Hay. And, you know, one of the things that she says is every day, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love myself just the way I am. And so often we don't love ourselves for who we are. We want to change or be thinner or smarter or, you know, have whatever blonde hair. And we often get stuck on that. And I feel like as if I can leave, I always leave my clients with a breathing technique. And I also leave them with, you know, hydrating too for the week. I leave them with positive affirmations that they're going to work on to say to themselves throughout the week. So I feel like then they're always kind of thinking about um, what we can do this week and be aware of to make differences in our life. Mm, I love that. I like that it's that they know what to get when they leave. It's something tangible. They've experienced it. They also know what to bring with them. I like short meditations, as you just described, because those feel doable in our absolutely chaos. <laughs> well, and you know, there is that breathing, the four, seven, eight. And I feel like if people are stressed, it's hard to hold a pause for seven seconds. That feels stressful, right? For, for me, sometimes, even if I feel like I got to get moving. So that is just an easy, gentle one to open people up to it for just self-care, you know? Yeah. And we do, we do um, essential oils at, uh, Meridian also, and I always have aromatherapy going during a session if the client wants that, so that it really provides this amazing, beautiful relaxation with relaxation music, with aromatherapy during their biofeedback session. So it's a way they nurture themselves all through the session. Mm, I love it. I'm ready to book. Um, and also, I know that you're offering a special discount um, of half off for new clients um, to receive a, a biofeedback introduction session, which is normally $100. Do you want to share a little bit about that? For yeah, because if you are interested in, in wanting to just experience biofeedback so you know what to, um, for your clients to experience, or maybe you just want to see how your stress level is in your body, I would love for you to come out where I'm offering that rate at 50% off. You can just email me. My number, my email address is in our Meridian Integrative website and we can set up an appointment. I'd love to work with you. Or if you have questions, email me. If, if something wasn't clear uh, about the podcast, I'd love to um, answer those also. Well, thank you so much. And we will definitely be linking everything that you've talked about all of your contact information and anything else that you decide afterwards you'd like the listeners to um, have access to. And, and before we close, I just, I'm, this is something that I like to do at the end of my sessions at the end of a very rich, uh, informative and 
um, quite frankly, a motivational conversation. I love hearing your passion for this work and um, it's, it's gotten me excited. It's got, it's getting me excited about doing an appointment, which I will be doing. Um, we're in the same city, but um, just if there's, if we just take a moment to pause and just kind of thinking about the conversation, is there anything else that just is alive in your heart that needs to be said, or just a nugget from what we've talked about that bears uh, repeating to kind of um, be the last taste of our conversation? Mm. I think for me that we all deserve to live a stress-free life. We all deserve to be happy. We all, um, but there's a a component of that that we all have to have personal responsibility for how we live our life and take care of ourselves. So I love that I can give insight into that to someone and I can give them some tools so that they can go on to have their best life that they want to have also. I absolutely agree. And I think that any actions taken um, to reduce the amount of chronic stressors in people's lives, um, no matter where they live, what country, uh, I think is a valid and um, really important ethical approach to caring uh, for our community. You know what? It it 100% is. And I, can I just tell you this fun little story? Um, I uh, do some nonprofit work and I have a young boy in Kenya and he called me when Danny's like, I feel so sick. My stomach is really bothering me. I, I, he was beside himself and he felt like he needed to go to the hospital, get a CT scan. And I said, I tell you what, I want you just to relax. I, this was the first time I'd ever done virtual biofeedback. And I said, how about I just do this on you. You know, I plugged in the information that I needed. I ran the scan on him and it really just showed a lot of constipation and a lot of blockage. So we went through, we, you know, I did some kind of gut, gut work on him and the sharp pain in his side went away. He felt better. He was able to use the bathroom. And I, I love that, you know what, I think the realm sometime and where we go with what we do, you just never know, right? (laughs) So um, uh, anyway, um, I I guess I'm saying don't be afraid of it. it. It really is just a wealth of information that will help you to feel better. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rousseau. You're welcome. You shared all of your knowledge, wisdom, and passion with us today. And uh, we appreciate it and hope that you have a a less stress or a maybe even a stress-free day. That's my hope for you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Juniper. It was wonderful. And thank you for doing the podcast to inform us all about different modalities. Hopefully that's our our part to play to, to widen the circles (laughs) absolutely absolutely thank you thank you thank you for joining us and i hope you enjoyed this conversation we really want to hear from you please visit our website www.academyimh.com We would love to hear any feedback you have about the podcast or topics you would like to hear more about, or maybe even suggestions for a potential guest. What courses or webinars would be helpful for you right now? What is 
on your mind and in your heart and important to you as a clinician. How can we be a resource for you? Please send us a message. We really want to connect. And if you really like this podcast and you feel like it's a helpful resource for you in your personal and professional development, you could even subscribe and maybe share with a colleague. That would be awesome because it's truly a labor of love and it would really give us encouragement to keep going with this. All right. Peace. Thank you.